It's us live, back live. So many people upset we weren't here. Oh, my God. Two weeks away. Listen, at this point in my life, I need two weeks away. I don't want to be, I don't want to go where Rush Limbaugh went. You understand what I'm saying? I got to pace myself. (laughs) Did you see some people were like, too much, too much vacation. Yeah, well, (laughs) fuck that. Not enough. First of all, I wasted so much time on my vacation. I get so excited when we have two weeks off because at this point in my life, you know, I do the math every day. I'm like, I, you know, I spent what a whole math? vacation. It's silly I do math because you don't know. So let's say, <laughs> let's say I live to 80, you know, and let's say I live to 90, but from 80 to 90 can't be very pleasant. <laughs> you know, already it's unpleasant. So I can't imagine what it's going to be. I know Somebody jokingly wrote me a note and said, I, when you're 200, you're going to remember this. And I said, I've seen this. I don't want to see 200. <laughs> I don't ever want to die. I, sp- I spent a lot of time this morning even thinking, like, where is Rush Limbaugh now? Like, is there any chance that the essence of Rush Limbaugh, the soul, if you want to call it that, is it, is it anywhere? Are they, you know, where they... would you put Rush Limbaugh's soul? Well, f- forget heaven and hell. I'm talking about like, is there any? No, I'm is there saying, any where chance? Would you put it in hell? If you were God, <laughs> oh, I, I put him in hell. Of course, <laughs> of course, he's in hell. If there, if there, but there is no such thing. You know what I mean? I think uh, okay. we just die, and it's like we're ants. We we just go away, like we never existed. It's it's just seems incredible. So with whatever time we have, I get excited when I have a two week vacation. And then I get, I get obsessive with the time. I get, I, right away at the beginning of vacation, I got two weeks off. I get fucking crazy. I go, I want to do everything. I'm working on a painting now. I want to finish. And it turned out to be very complicated. So I start working on that. And then all of a sudden I got into fountain pens and I don't know why. Maybe, you know, if you want to be psychological about it, maybe we spend so much time with screens and computers and screen time that, like, now I suddenly want to get back to, you know, back to the garden, back to simplicity. You're turning back the clock. So then I get into to fountain pens. And the only fountain pens I own are, like, a couple that Robin bought me years ago when I thought I was going to be into fountain pens, but I'd put them away. So I dusted them off, and I, it turns out I have about five fountain pens. Two of which you got me. And um, then I wanted to ink them up, you know, put some ink in them. Sure. And um, I had a couple from Mont Blanc that I bought, like really expensive, nice pens that I bought 100 years ago. And the two you got me. And uh, I inked them up. And then I started watching videos about how people ink up their pens. How do you clean pens? I wanted I didn't to know, even know every... all that went into it. That's like oh a job. My God. You have no, it's a full-time fucking job. And now I'm watching videos of people who are only into pens. They only write with fountain pens and why they write with fountain pens. Cause I'm like, why am I writing with a fountain pen? There's ballpoint <laughs> pens. There had to be a reason they invented that shit. I'm not writing with a quill. Why am I fucking writing with yeah, a fountain why pen? Why don't you go get a feather? Yeah. <laughs> right. So then it's like, and then there's, there's these people who make journals of their ink and which ink to buy. And then I'm going down that rabbit hole. And then I said, well, what journal should I write? You have to have certain kind of paper. And then I'm sending away for Tomei River paint uh, paper. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm like, and I said, I have to watch these videos so I understand. What do people write down in their journals? What do people do with their fountain pens? 
How do they function with them? Now fountain pens are taking over my whole vacation, my whole <laughs> life. I'm literally up to 3, 4 o'clock in the morning watching this guy, Brian Goulet of Goulet Pens, teaching people how to clean pens, how to write. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm obsessed. I want to become an expert on pens. Good and I don't Lord. even know what. Yeah. And I can't sleep. I'm barely eating. Well, that's a lie. I, I'm so fat. I'll, tell, I'll get into that in a minute. Now my ankle's bothering me. I don't know if it's from Peloton or from walking on the treadmill. So I've stopped doing everything. Everything is gone. Every, everything's gone now. Now I'm not even doing that. I'm just getting fatter. Oh, no. And I, eat, and I ate pizza and cake last night on top of that. <laughs> and you say you're not eating. <laughs> oh, my, oh, I'm eating. I took it back. But I became obsessed. Then I'm on this uh, website for Chic Sparrow. That women mostly. Who, women who journal have special leather cases that they put their journals in and they love them. They almost orgasm over them. They're like, oh, my God. You should hear these women. They're like, oh. Look at the leather from Chic Sparrow. Oh, oh, it makes my journal experience so wonderful. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. None of them appear to be in relationship. Women who journal. They're in relationship with that case. Oh, they're even like, I'm in love with this paper and I put it in my Chic Sparrow journal. So I went online and I start to buy a Chic Sparrow journal because I think that's the answer to my problems. And next thing I know, I don't even know what I'm looking at. There's so many of them. I go, you know what? I make good money. Just buy them all. And I go to buy them, and and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have now a house full of Chic Sparrow and <laughs> and Galen Leather. They are another company I bought. Galen Leather. Galen Leather. They they're from Turkey, and they hand make journal covers and pen cases. And now I'm buying cases for the pens I don't even have. So wait a minute. Yeah. What do you put in the journal? Have you figured that out? No, I, I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm just busy <laughs> researching what paper I should write on. <laughs> then I'm watching a, a video of Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about his pen collection. And it's like four hours long, and I'm watching it and what pens he uses. And he signs books with his fountain pen. So then I became obsessed with this guy, Brian Goulet of Goulet Pens. I figured he could answer all my questions and get this out of my system so I can he get back to He makes pens, right? He make he 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 sells pens. He he's a pen reviewer. I see. So I had my assistant Laura make contact with him, his company. Really? And I said, "Yeah." I said to Laura, "Don't tell him who I am. Just say your boss wants to talk to him for a half hour over Zoom because he's really got issues with pens. Doesn't understand the world of pens, doesn't know how to clean them." And these two Mont Blanc pens I have don't even write well. They're pieces of shit. I paid a fortune for them. They don't even write well. How are the ones I got you? Oh, fantastic. Oh, good. You did well. Because I did research pens when I got Yeah, no, you, 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 you did fine. So then I... Uh, and plus, you know, I write a lot for the show. I write down ideas all the time. So I thought, you know, this will be good. Writing is my thing. I think. And then I got, and then I got into this weird jag that my handwriting isn't good. Oh, so now I want to take handwriting lessons. Uh, I want to have great handwriting because all these people who write in journals have beautiful handwriting. 
And right. You should they, see mine. They've taken the time to really yeah. get good. Yeah. And then I get right. And then I get and then I get angry at myself. Why didn't I learn how to have nice handwriting in school? Why didn't I pay attention in school? Maybe I was traumatized. Maybe oh. my father didn't yell at me so fucking much. I might have been able to listen and pay attention. Shut up. Sit down. Everything. I was on fire. My whole vacation is ruined. This sounds I had like no, a nightmare, actually. It's a nightmare. I called the psychiatrist. <laughs> I said, I'm in a nightmare. You got to help me. I want to be in touch. I want to be in touch. With, in touch with, with what? My nightmare. Well, the psychiatrist, we got into a heavy thing with the psychiatrist. I don't yeah. want to get into it. My father never paid attention to me. I really, I put this all together. And, and what ready? does it have to do with pens? Okay. You ready? You want to get yeah. sad? Uh, okay. okay. All right. Here we go. My father never, ever paid attention to me. Okay. All right. So he loved his things. He didn't love people. Okay. Because he was a very deprived guy. He grew up in the the worst conditions you could ever grow up in. I mean, it's like horrible. I've told you about it. You know, no no shoes. He fucking guys in America. Two left no shoes. shoes. <laughs> Two left shoes when he finally got them. Because <clears throat> his father bought them off a cart. <laughs> and they all slept in the same bed. <clears throat> you know, it was crazy stuff. Very deprived guy. And so, you know, his... His child rearing skills weren't what they should be, so he was always You're angry with me. He a... kept you in the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he felt he was doing me a favor by keeping me in the house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, and my mother too. My mother's like, "You're lucky just to just to have two parents." Quit fucking <laughs> belly aching. So, I remember there was one vivid memory that I recall. My father would come home from work and he'd sit at his desk, and he loved his desk. He had a secretary desk. And the desk had all of his things. And the reason he, my father loved it is because he never had a place to put his things as a boy. Right. He used to have to bury them underneath the floorboards in this shithole apartment they had. Oh, God. Uh, that they moved every month. So he'd have to bury his stuff so no one would touch it. But my father wrote with a fountain pen. And he had this one fountain pen. that he. I remember him looking at it, caressing it, staring at it, treating it so tenderly and lovingly. And... I used to think to myself, you know, not consciously, I guess, but like, holy shit, I wish I was a fountain pen. Because my father would love me. He would care about me if I was a fountain pen, if I was one of his pens. You know. So maybe that was the connection. Who the fuck knows? Maybe I was in search of a connection. I didn't have you there to yent it to. I didn't have this one, that one. So, you know. So you but I grew crazy up with fountain pens. Fountain pens, journaling material, and I don't Your know what the order. Your father never kept a journal. Did no, he? no, no. But he always wrote with a fountain pen, and he signed his checks, and he had a blotter. And I, I was even buying blotters, like, like. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't like buying myself stuff. I'll buy myself stuff like thirty bucks, but like even buying a pen, I won't do it. I'll buy Beth anything. I'll buy my kids anything, but they, yeah. you know. But my father was always like, you know. You're a moron. And then he turned to his pen and go, you're beautiful. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> what a beautiful pen. Oh, my father arranged everything. Did you ever desk. try to touch his pen or anything? Oh, no. He would not share it. He did not share oh. his love of pens. He would not share his world with me at all. 
It was always a disaster. And he never sat you down and say, I want you to see what it's like or no. here's how you fill the pen. Or no, anything. no, I didn't know anything. So that's why I spent the whole vacation. Now I'm an expert on fountain pens, kind of. I still can't get this shitty Montblanc pen to write. How did the, the thing go with Mr. Goulet? Did you talk? Oh, my to God. Him? Yeah, well, then, you know, and then Mr. Goulet became my father's substitute. You know, <laughs> here was what my father should have done. Oh, so anyway, I, I had Laura write a note. I don't want to be some one of those fucking asshole celebrities that like he pushes his weight around. So I go, Laura, write to Mr. Goulet, Brian Goulet. This guy seems to know everything about pens. Ask him if your boss could have a half hour of his time to ask his relevant pen questions. Don't tell him it's me. You know, she writes and we, you know, forget it. I don't hear from oh. anybody. You know, oh, really? No answer. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. So Goulet does not give his time easily. Well, I was, he, he's a very generous guy. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he's probably busy. All kinds of nudniks like me writing him every minute. I said, so I, I was on fire. I couldn't even sleep. I go, I got to speak to this guy. So I said, Laura, tell him it's Howard Stern. <laughs> I broke you down. Broke in like down. I broke down in 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> I'm not getting any attention. Tell him yeah. who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's treating me like I'm his son. And then he's my father. <laughs> and ignoring me sitting there. Well, it must have been a coincidence. But 10 minutes later, we heard back. We booked an appointment with, with Brian Goulet. That fame thing really does work. But anyway, what a lovely guy. He sat with me and talked well, me about Well, of course he's going to be lovely. He's talking to a celebrity. Good. Thank God. Listen, <laughs> I didn't bust my balls to become a famous celebrity, not to get any kind of payback. <laughs> I hate not being a celebrity. Whenever I try to go anonymous, it never works out for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in high school and everyone's ignoring me. You know what? I got to throw my name around more. <laughs> I do. I do. I just got to say right out. This is Howard Stern and you will meet with me. <laughs> None of this. Don't even sit for a second and get rejected. Just yeah. put it right out there. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's always like that. You know, we should be patient like everyone else. I go, fuck this. <laughs> I was patient all my life. <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've been patient and I'm running out of time. I need to speak to Brian Goulet right now. Uh, anyway, this guy, he knows everything about pens. He's telling me about cleaning pens and journaling. And I go, how do people journal? I even have an ink journal now where I sample different inks. Don't ask what I have going well, on. Oh, my here. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I, it was crazy because I couldn't get back to my other obsession of drawing this painting I'm doing. Right. I was going to say, what happened to the painting? Are you going to use the ink on the painting? No, 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 no. This is just Can't for writing. Okay. I have nothing to write about, but I'm going to write. <laughs> I'm going to write you a letter. I'm going to write you a letter, actually. This is, you're okay. one of the people I'm going to write to. I want good penmanship to yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I even sent uh, Brian Goulet a note to thank him for meeting with me. And I was trying to write nicely. I sent him one of my books autographed. Uh-huh. It came out horrible. <laughs> I know, whenever you're trying, then you make mistakes. You oh, got to get another yeah. book. <laughs> I went through four books. And it still came out all crooked and shitty. Oh. Ah, forget it. But, Is he uh, a good writer? Did he tell you what he did to yeah, become he's got, a he's good got really, he's Yeah, he's got real nice penmanship. 
all these fuckers who have journals who have beautiful penmanship. They all know how to like do all kinds of weird script and shit. My, my I look like a. They're like calligraphers, like I, huh? Yeah, I look like I just crawled out of the ocean with my writing. <laughs> I'm like such a peasant. You know, that's a, uh, an interesting thing. I have uh, thought well of people and then seen their handwriting. Yep. And lowered my opinion of their intelligence. Yeah. But, uh, not that I'm any great writer, but at least it doesn't look like a second grader wrote it. So now I'm on YouTube. I watch all these, uh, ladies who, young, young girls who journal. I follow Uh them on YouTube. Is it only girls interested? Yeah. It's mostly girls who journal in me. (laughs) I'm telling you, I think I'm a girl. I think I, I want my pronouns are her. stuck on this I am jazz. I swear I'm transitioning. (laughs) (laughs) Guys are watching football. No wonder no guys talk to me. I think I'm a young teenage girl who enjoys <laughs> journaling and putting stickers in her journal. <laughs> An ephemera. Whatever that oh, is. Don't ask. I know everything now. <laughs> I follow Boho Berry. She's what? a journaler. Yeah, these are people who journal. Wow. There's one chick I follow. She's kind of cute, but she's, she insists on fil- filming herself journaling. Sitting in grass, high grass. Oh, like she's poetic. uh, She's like a hippie. Yeah. Yeah. This was my March Madness. Two weeks off and I'm busy watching girls journal. It was madness. (laughs) And journaling setups and how they set up their stuff. I'm obsessed with that. Do they have lap desks or something if they're sitting in the grass? Writing writing boxes? No, they they have their they they have their um they have their journal books and they have them like thick leather so that they can write on them. And they it's, balance it's, them on their laps or something. Sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes they, they always seem to have coffee while they journal. They're always like have swirl, let's swirly coffee with that swirly milk in it. Right. Right. They made the yeah. little decoration. Yeah. But anyway, I became obsessed. I barely watched TV. I did. <laughs> I did watch that, uh, Four-hour movie, Zack Snyder's director's I cut. I loved of, it. Me too. Justice League. Yeah, go four waste hours. four hours of your time doing that. <laughs> yeah. It seems this guy, Zack Snyder, the director, was hired to make Justice League. That's the one with Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman. They all team up. And that robot guy, I don't know his name. Uh, he, oh, what is his name? Yeah, he, he, I, don't, I never saw him in any comic book. But anyway, well, I've seen they, him in the flash. That's where I see the TV yeah, and, show. And the flash is also uh part of this. Yeah. And they all team up to fight some guy who wants to end the world. Seem like the same and, uh, plot as the Avengers movie. Right. Where yeah. the world was going to end and this guy was going to make everybody a slave. Right. And, the same <laughs> shit. And, and no one could come up with a new plot. It's the same thing. <laughs> But evidently, this guy, Zack Snyder, who's a director who's had some, you know, hits and misses in terms of the comic book world. But he had a vision for this Justice League and he got hired to do the movie. And then somehow, like during the filming, the studio lost some confidence. So they brought in that guy, Josh Whedon, to write some extra material for it and refilm a lot of stuff, I think. Yeah, and I think Zack Snyder got pissed off because I read an interview with him in the New York Times. He he got pissed off and was kind of like, and then his kid tragically, um, 
I don't know if she committed suicide or she died somehow. Right. And uh, he was like, it, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know even want to sure. say because yeah. I don't yeah. know. And nowadays, you, you know, people fuck with you if you say the wrong thing. And so anyway, his kid died. So he was like having all these personal issues. So he was like, fuck it. Studio doesn't want me. I'll walk away from this thing. So they put out Josh Whedon's take on it. He took all the material, cut it down to two and a half hours. Movie wasn't that great. But I didn't then even finally, watch that one. I heard so many bad things about it. Yeah, but finally the fans got together and said, we want to see Zack Snyder's vision of this thing. And sure enough, they did it. So it was four and a half hours or something crazy like that. I watched it in increments and uh, it was pretty good. I, I liked it. I it all in one take because I was Look at like, you. I might as well stick with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, here. You're lucky. I might as well stick with it. Well, you're lucky. You're not busy researching pens and journals. That's right. And watching... I'm not calling Mr. Goulet. <laughs> right. Brian Goulet. <laughs> who I kept wanting to call Robert Goulet, like the singer. I know. Yeah. But nice guy. Really helped me out. Um, I liked him. Nice guy, too. He, like, uh, he's telling me his story. He was a dude who was like a carpenter. And he had a bunch of, you know, jobs. And he wasn't going anywhere as a carpenter. So he tried to build a pen out of wood and sell them. And that didn't uh -huh. work out well. But all of a sudden, he kind of said to himself, you know, I really like pens. Maybe I'll start selling pens. So he started making videos and he has a retail. He doesn't have a retail store. He sells them online. And in this age of Amazon, that ain't easy to do. But um, he, and, and so he started selling pens and he built it into a nice big business. And, uh, you know, and he does reviews. He's a good dude. I like him. He's like my new father now, even though he's a young guy. <laughs> He's the father who should have explained to me about Even pen. your father, your father could be younger than you. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm looking for fathers all over the place. <laughs> you know, the greatest intimacy I had with my father, the only time we really kind of bonded was when I would squeeze the blackheads in his back. Yeah. That's, Ooh, that's when he liked that's me. That's a terrible, great memory. <laughs> greatest <Yeah>. memory. <laughs> it turned out my, my father thought I was a useless human being. And really didn't see that I was going to have any success in life, nor did he help me out. But one day I'm over at my aunt's house and my aunt says to my father, take your shirt off. I didn't know they did this, but my aunt, my father's sister would, my father would get these horrible blackheads on his back. Like I don't, I never had a blackhead in my back ever. And then what they would turn into is like cysts because like yeah, nobody squeezed out the yeah. fester back there. Let me just throw up for a second. <laughs> that's where uncle fester came from yeah fester <laughs> so my father would get these boils and have to go to a dermatologist and it was a real pain in the ass so they the, the guy the dermatologist said you got to just regularly get your blackhead squeezed out uh, uh, how many would so there saw, be so my aunt had real like three or four or five maybe oh. at the most and then and then i saw my aunt would go with her long nails and squeeze them out and all this shit would come out. And I became fascinated with the shit that would come out of my father's back. It was like, whoa, look at this. Look what's doing. He's got a whole ecosystem in that back. I never saw anything like this. And then I kind of like oddly was like, wow, like there's tons of shit that comes out of there. Like how does, like you don't realize what's doing underneath the skin. There's so much stuff. And I kind of liked watching the stuff come out. Meanwhile, like my mother, my sister, everyone's throwing up, but I'm just like kind of watching. <laughs> and stupidly, I go, you know, because I'm desperate to get this guy's attention. I'm desperate for love. I go, I think I could do this. You can't do What are you talking about? 
you know, everything was like, I can't do it. So my answer, Even go ahead. popping Dave. a pimple, you could Right, right. Yeah, it was useless. So I don't know. I watched her do it. And I guess she let me take a stab at it. And I was pretty good at popping, get, getting the, like, I was good at really squeezing it. Ugh. And he's like, what's he doing back there? <laughs> and my aunt was like, he's doing a good job. He's like, oh, okay. You know, like, oh, all right. He's good what's for something. What's the worst that can happen is your back. Right. But he <laughs> desperately need. my mother wasn't going to do it. She drew yeah. the line. My mother did every disgusting thing for everybody, but not that. <laughs> like, she was like, you know, I'll do anything That's for she love. Drew the line. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. You like the meatloaf song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jim Steinman and meatloaf. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> so I was like, I was desperate for love from this guy. So, you know, all of a sudden, uh, about a month later, we took a look at my father's back and he had farmed a whole bunch of new blackheads. Ooh. And so my mother goes, Daddy, you know how to do it. You do it. I was like, yes, ma'am. So my father would lay down on the bed with his shirt off and I'd straddle him. I'd sit on his ass. And, you know, it was like, hey, at least we're having contact. Yeah, I've got his attention for a while here, even though his back is to me. And I can be useful. So my mother would hover over. I guess he said, you better watch this little shit because uh, (laughs) who knows what he's going to do to my (laughs) back. Well. I took a good squeeze and I, and like the blackhead, first the black stuff rises up and then it gets white. It's almost like, um, I think I'm going to like, throw up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would squeeze it until you get to the blood. You know what I mean? Right. You got to get it yeah. all out until it starts to bleed. Ugh. But that man would get tons of black and then tons of white. It, 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 it was like In um, a month. He, he could build this up. Yeah. After having one session, a month later, he needs another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, I had to do it pretty frequently. Like, I don't know how he was doing this. I don't know. His back. <laughs> he had a farm. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I was like, I'm squeezing. And I'm like, yeah, look at what's coming out. My mother's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, like everyone, I could tolerate this because I wanted love. I wanted love. You know. So my father would lay there quietly and uh, I would go through it. And then I would dab it with alcohol to make sure yeah. that, you know, there was no infection. You're like but a Jesus. doctor. Yeah, like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like when he got up, he wasn't yelling at me for a few minutes. Like he didn't say <laughs> thank you or anything, but he kind oh. of was like, yeah, he was just kind of like, okay, you're, you're, you're not so bad. I was like <laughs> Cinderella. No use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dad, you know, I, dad, I was, I, I should have said to him, you know, your fucking back is like La Brea tar pits back there. You better fucking thank me, but no. And then I started to come up with innovation. Oh, really? I realized, like what? Yeah, I realized if I took a paper clip and unfurled it, if I pressed down, rather than use my hand, I could press down with the paper clip and wipe it over the blackhead, and everything would even pop out more intensely. Wow. Yeah, I innovated that. That was your invention. That was my invention. <laughs> I should have I should have uh, marketed it. You, you didn't patent that? Uh, no. <laughs> so I would press down with the with the with the pin and, and, and it would boom, it would it would pop up. And and it wasn't like he was super I guess he was appreciative in his own way. He just didn't know how to express anything right. of yeah. that nature, I think. 
How long are we going to keep saying my father didn't know how to express anything? Are we going to hook on everything? Wait a minute. See, because I'm sitting yeah. here listening to you, the man who's right. been in therapy for like, I don't know, 500 uh, tw- years. 20 some years, yes. <laughs> right. Do you ever come to an understanding of who your dad was? Yeah. Yes, that I he do. Couldn't. Yes, of course. Do these things for yeah. you that yeah. you thought you needed. Yeah, but I get hung up. Because it really sounds like you have. (laughs) I know. He was nice to my sister, though, so he obviously knew how to be nice. I was just the wrong gender. Well, yeah, but he thought boys needed something else, you know. Yeah, they sure did. make you a man. Yeah, he made a man out of me, a big mess of a man. (laughs) It's pretty amazing what I am. Don't ask. But, uh, yeah, so. Oh, the other show I'm watching, I should give a shout out, as long as we're talking superheroes. Um, Are the, you watching the, the Falcon and the Snowman or whatever that's called? Yeah, I, I didn't get to that one yet. The new, oh, the new one on uh, on Disney the Plus. Winter Soldier. That's what it is. Winter, yeah, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, I haven't got. I don't even know those guys really. I, <laughs> I, I'm a Marvel fan, but you know, my comic book days were were many and devoted. But there came a point where I stopped reading comic books, and then they came <laughs> up with all these cockamamie new characters that I don't even know who they are. Like I don't know that robot guy in the in the Superman. But a, another good show is uh, Superman and Lois. You watching that? No, really I didn't even good. know that was going. What? Where's that? It's on the CW, but it's way better than any of their shows. It's it, really? it takes place. Superman has married Lois Lane, and they have two boys, and they move back to uh, Smallville. Smallville. Thank you. Yeah, and. It's about their problems and their love affair. And is he still uh, pretending he's not Superman to the boys, or uh, does, does the family know? Yeah, in the first episode, he um, he reveals that he's Superman <laughs> to the boys, and uh, oh, it's good. Goodness. And they're pissed off. I'm like, are you Why? fucking kidding me? They, oh, you never told us, and and you know what? And you're piece of shit you're always off saving the world and you're never home and i'm like blah blah blah. i go jesus christ they sound like me whiny bitches my dad was superman i'd be like fuck that's awesome and he never pays attention to me yeah yeah that i'd understand (laughs) what was my time with me (laughs) my father was busy looking at his pens superman was saving the world that i understand but it's so funny i'm watching it like he finally admits to his boys that he's superman and I'm like, I guess he never took his glasses off at home. <laughs> <laughs> slept in those things. Oh, look at this guy. He must have slept in his glasses. <laughs> Two kids are idiots. You know. They don't they have any powers at all. That's why I'd be pissed. Uh, one one of them has, seems to have some sort of power, but uh, I don't want to I don't want to give it all away. All but, right. Uh, well, I still know. wonder how they have sex. Oh, Superman and Lois? Yeah, he's well, it's the same concept as when like he punches a criminal, but he doesn't kill him. Oh, he just I takes see. his because he, he could fuck her like he his dick he could, could go right through her he asshole. He knows how to measure how yeah. much force to give. Right, right. He holds back <laughs> with humans. But uh, which is great. Because literally when he says, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you, it means he could literally make <laughs> shit come out of your ass if he wanted to. Lois Lane would be one yeah, worn out. Be ruined after the first night. Yeah. I mean, he could he could come and send her through a wall. <laughs> That's right. She's <laughs> <Yeah>. in orbit. 
<laughs> Whoa, I just shot her to Mars. I better go rescue her. <laughs> but he doesn't. I wish they would show him fuck. But they don't. But it's a really good show. It's not like the typical CW formula. There's a lot of special effects. It's it's really like a little, little mini movie. They spent some money on this, you think? Oh, man, did they ever. CW, yeah. Yeah. They want to hit real bad. You could see the desperation. Well, the one thing I can say about the Zack Snyder, uh, whatever that was called. Justice, Justice League, League, Robin. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They resurrected Superman. Yeah. Like Jesus. Superman was Superman. I don't Jesus. mean like that. They had killed him off. Nobody wanted to see How another Superman you? movie. Superman had gotten so wimpy and stupid. Right. This was Superman. That was he was back. I'm not I sure about like... Ben Affleck as Batman. Ah, uh, give the guy a break. He's been through a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> I should feel bad for Ben Affleck. He goes, "Hey, Superman." Yeah. I don't Sometimes even know he'd lose the... the voice though. Yeah, Every yeah. once in a while, he's just Ben Affleck. <laughs> I thought he was going to fuck Wonder Woman in that movie, but he doesn't seem to well, be that interested. Well, it looked like in he it. liked her. Yeah. They all looked like they liked her. I like. <laughs> I think I wanted to fuck Aquaman, and I'm not gay. Aquaman is pretty cute. Yeah, he's handsome. <laughs> so much happened over two weeks, but yeah, that I spent, and I listened to some music. What did I listen to? I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but I don't know. I was listening to to um, Stero. I don't know how she never became a big star. You guys never even heard of Estero except on this show. Except from you, yeah. That song, Heaven's, she was so good. I was convinced that was Where is she now? Be, what is she doing? I, I don't know. Maybe she's squeezing her dad's pimples. <laughs> Meanwhile, over vacation, I don't get a lot of pimples, but I did get one like right in the middle of my nose, oh. like a big white head, and I was like, this is so unfair. I'm so hideous. And now, especially my nose. And now there's like a big white marker on it. Cause I squeezed that out. Calling and it was attention. Like, yeah. Like it's like here, land here. Like, like it's like a big, it's like in case you missed this guy's fucking nose. Here's this big white dot on it. Ugh. But then I became obsessed with why Estero didn't become a bigger star. Because listen to her. innovative this was what year did she put this out i'm gonna say early 90s and she's got a perfect voice so left, no 1998 she put it out and the whole album is this good a special name and everything that was her name i met her a couple of times well what's the rest of it estero estero like superman i could probably pop some good pimples on my father's back to this song it's very relaxing did you play music for those <laughs> no no oh what a life Brilliant. 
brilliant. I don't understand it. I put this on and I think I'm a number one fan. I think I'm her only fan. I don't know. Where is everybody on this? You're alone. Uh, and by the way, I was listening again to Nickelback. I don't understand why people goof on Nickelback and hate Nickelback. That fucking song they do, How how You Remind Me. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I I don't understand. Like, am I supposed to goof on them? Because I always know people are always like, "Oh, Nickelback." What Why is do the you story? Have to goof on them if other people goof on them. Be because I, I different. <laughs> I was different my whole life. I don't. I want to fit in. I'm desperate. You're trying to fit, to fit in. in. Never made it as a yeah. wise man. I think this is a I good song. Cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And this is how. You remind me This is how you remind me I don't know. And then I hear these kids, they're like, oh, Nickelback sucks. I'm like, fuck you. I think this guy's good. That's good. Makes me feel. I'm going to throw some love there away, these guys. I don't care if I don't fit in. Yeah, because you know how, like, you know, stand on your own. Like, remember how, like, Beavis and Butthead used to goof on Winger? Yeah, I understood that. I don't, I, I don't really know Winger, but I'm sure you know. (laughs) But it was just that whole persona. I see. Of Kip Winger, wasn't that his name? Meanwhile, Kip Winger's probably like really talented. He is. It was just that he was too good looking, and he could sing, and he could write. Oh. So Beavis and Butthead had a, you know, they took after him. Then I was watching that video on YouTube of when Simon and Garfunkel got together in 2003. They were at uh-huh. Madison Square Garden, and they decided to like, hey, every once in a while, those guys, they're like locusts. Like every couple of years, they'll <laughs> 17 still. 17 years. <laughs> every 17 years, they'll get together. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll emerge. Yeah. And uh, they do the boxer, and it's just so good. I watched that like 20 times in a row. I'm just a poor boy, and my story's seldom told. So good. By the way, does he say a pocket full of mumbles or marbles? Play it again. <laughs> Because I, I was like, a pocket full of mumbles. And I'm like, what's mumbles? Like, you mean, like Just mumble? Yeah, when I was listening to it, it made perfect sense to me. And then you said that, and I don't know what they said. I'll rewind. Right. Full of sound in my resistance. For a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. Yes, that's what he said. Mumbles? Mumbles, pocket such are promises. I don't understand. <laughs> wow a pocket full of mumbles what Such our promises i really don't understand i don't like poetry <laughs> like just say what you're thinking that's why i like nickelback so sorry you know that's why i like nine inch nails i want to fuck you like an animal okay that i understand Pocket full of mumbles that are such promises. What are you talking no, about? Such are promises. He's talking such about the promise. pocket full of mar- miracles. That's mumbles. like a promise. You think you're pocket so full of mumbles. 
Good for you. <laughs> All eyes and chests, still a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. This is a brilliant song. But it is. And the harmonies. When I left my home and my family, I was no more than a boy in the company of strangers. Anyway, I watched it over and over again. I love those guys. Well, did you, have you watched the the Billie Eilish um, documentary? Documentary, yeah, it's getting kind of blurry, or life is blurry, something like that. It was. It started Amazing. out good, then it got slow, and then it got great. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. really good. I recommend that highly. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I was like, did he did he do anything from this century? You're listening to all this old music. You're writing with pens, fountain pens. Did right you now. do anything from this century? No, no, no. I was uh, I was involved in a lot of '90s music too. I like '90s. Wait, Ralph, well, what do you that's want? That's not this century. Look who's hey, on uh, the phone, Ralph. I bet you everybody missed him over the two weeks. What's up? You didn't. <laughs> hey, no. so uh, please answer in a serious manner. What do you think was, because you love the 90s and you love the 60s, so really, what do you think was better? Well, first of all... so great. So was the 60s, so... Well, I spend a lot of time listening to 90s music. That era, to me, is one of the best. Now, really, what you're saying is the early 70s was really Right, it wasn't the 60s. Late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, yeah. Crosby, Stills, and and all that stuff you love. Yeah, it's hard to say which is better, but... If you had to really go with one, you'd probably say the best musical era was like early 70s into the late 70s, you know. It when you had all that these... the music had more meaning, yeah. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, the Beatles, the Stones. The... It was just crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Got... They were the first, but then you got Pearl Jam, you got I like, know. Van Halen. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on on both of them. I know. It's hard to say. I, I can't really pick one over the other. Because, to be truthful, I spend most of my time listening to that 90s channel we have, Lithium. It's right. Awesome. You don't necessarily listen, in, listen to deep tracks all that much or one of those no. channels. Lithium. So Bio, that What's is the, the vinyl 90s. one? But- yeah. yeah. Well, I guess for me, the 90s are just amazing. Amazing. You know, you're right. Van Halen, I mean, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, the... Oh, the list is endless of just good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's endless. There's so many. So many. Um, Foo Fighters. Too many. <laughs> Foo Fighters, yeah. Foo Fighters, I've been Jerry. listening to the Foo Fighters channel. I love it. Foo Fighters, Jamie. <laughs> Don't see now. Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, though. I got a whole lot of food to think. A lot. Uh, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots. Rage yeah, Against the Machine, yeah. you know. Nine Inch Nails, you yeah, just mentioned nails. a little while ago. Nine Inch Nails, you know. Feet don't feel me now. Mega Sheep. Kinda Dan. Metallica, Corn. what are you doing? Hot Chili Peppers. Oasis. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Smashing Pumpkins, Jeremy. Right. 
Hey, by the way, there's a guy who wrote me an email over vacation uh, about Ralph, and it's so. This is such a great observation. What? Oh, I, I, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> this guy said, uh, "Listen to Ralph's laugh." Meaning this. Let's listen. <laughs> the guy goes, "This is brilliant." He goes, "Ralph sounds like the Wizard of Oz, the Cowardly Lion, sobbing." He and, now listen. <laughs> Well, you didn't have to go and hit me, did you? <laughs> Is my nose bleeding? <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm proving the point. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there you go. I, I, I love that. <laughs> Well, you didn't have to go and hit me, did you? You know what we should do? We should dub Ralph where he laughs. It would match perfectly. What do you want to do? Dub Ralph what, Robin? What? What do we want to do? Take the movie and put Ralph's laugh where the cowardly lion laughs. We can do that. We have special effects people. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. Right. All right, Ralph. Thank you. I would just, I would just love to hear them. Like people are sitting there doing that, the man hours it takes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear the Ralph? Uh, Ralph recorded another beef of the week because they they oh, threw yeah? him off Twitter for being offensive and threatening to kill people. And uh, so where does this beef of my the idea. week? The beef of the week airs here on our show. Oh, we said okay. to him, "If you, he's, he's stuck with us." <laughs> yeah. yeah, Robin, Robin, exclusively. <laughs> here is Ralph's beef of the week on the Grammy Awards. Okay. Uh-oh. Be prepared; it's offensive. <laughs> they kicked him off of Twitter because he's such an ass. Fucking idiot. A multitude of death threats got him thrown off fast. Fuck off. But he's still got plenty he'd like to say. Could be about a TV show or if he's gay. Much better than a tweet. Oh, I was afraid if I could say it's it. time for us beef of the week. Hey now. But by the way, what, why can't we slut shame? Like you should be ashamed to be a slut. I mean, look at the Grammys. Look at those two pigs rolling around. I mean, that was disgusting. Mainly because they were fat. Yeah, it, it was Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, T-H-E-E, who's another train wreck. So the two of them are doing some some whopper dance or whatever they call it, some acronyms for her pussy. It's just disgusting. And they're, bump, they're, they're, they're sweating and they're bumping their disgusting pussies against each other. On, you know, that's just like, it's so not ladylike, first of all. And like Cardi B, not only she got big, this big ass that's unattractive to me, but... She's also got this bad tattoo smeared all over it. Like, she smeared some shit on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It was so disgusting. Much better than a tweet. Come on, that was funny. This has been Ralph's Beef of the Week. Bye for now. <laughs> I would normally say Ralph would lose his job over that, but he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have, have one. one. He doesn't have Who's a job. Who's going to fire Ralph's right. not going to fire himself. There's no, there, there's no one like on the talk to fire Ralph. Teflon. <laughs> I don't. I think you're you're kind of like you're not against sluts. You're against people you don't find attractive who are sluts. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if they're sluts, kind of doing the but same thing, and she's super hot. You know, and, right? 
Uh, Wait, what, what did you say? What's that? What did you say? I, I couldn't hear you. Go ahead. I, I, I said, you know, Dua Lipa was on the Grammys doing the same thing, except she's like, in my eyes, and again, this is me, like she's a 10, and, and she's rolling around naked in bra and panties and, you know, being suggestive. But those two are doing it. I'm just like, ugh. You know? Yeah. So there you go. That's the point. You're, you're, but they're you're, not sluts. I mean, first of all, sluts are women who have uh, yeah. sex a lot. No, yeah, 